You're so funny. All right, guys. How are we starting this podcast, Chad? I'm starting right now. I started already. Uh, so, um, today, I accidentally <laughs> flushed a dime. <laughs> How did that work out for you? Well, I just kind of went down the drain. I thought maybe it would be light enough or heavy enough to kind of exist in the toilet after I flushed. Were you going to reach down and No, get it? I was just going to leave it there, and I felt like we'd hear about it in the office. Like, someone would be like, there's a dime in the toilet! <laughs> but it didn't happen. So I was trying to spice up the office talk, but it didn't really. I'm trying to find the joke in there about penny pinching or, or something, but I can't. Like, did it Hot fall is? out of your pocket? Yeah, it did fall out of I my pocket. I support the fact that you tried. Yeah, I failed. I, that's actually one of my biggest fears is that something in my pocket that I want to, like, don't want to fall into the toilet will fall into the toilet. I've dropped this phone into the toilet. <laughs> it was a week after I got it. This phone is three wow. years old. It's kind of like a miracle that it's still working. Um... My sister does that all the time. I put it in a giant bag of rice in the fridge for five days and didn't touch it for five days because I was like, people are like, do it for one day. Fridge can help. I'm like, do it. I'm like, I'm doing all of the above. Do you have to put it in the fridge? Apparently putting it in the fridge, according to some articles online, can't make any promises if they're empirically validated, um, said that like putting it in the fridge will take away some of the, like, moisture, and it will help the process. Yeah. Sherry's coloring. Guys. Sorry, I'm going to stop that because <laughs> it's, okay. it's too loud. Um, when we get to the summer months, you'll only hear the fan in my apartment. Wow. Because it'll be so hot. Um, anyway, welcome back to Unqualified Therapist, guys. I'm Yay. Nicole. Sherry. Jen. Shannon. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Carrots are going to be real quiet. Let me move the studio <laughs> off of the carrot back. It's getting wow. crunchy. That's really intense. <laughs> it's super intense. Molly is not here tonight because she's at work and she sucks. Are you trying to, are you taking a moment to bite the carrot? <laughs> is that what's happening? I feel like it should be noted that all absurd noises are coming from Sherry. First <laughs> she was coloring with Sharpies next to the speaker and now she's eating carrots. Sherry's just present for ambient noise. I didn't get Also, let's, I have to know that all of these noises are self-aware. All the noises are self-aware? No, I'm self-aware of the noises. Oh, okay. Which is why I was trying to take a tiny little bite of the carrot and it didn't work out. So I'm just gonna not do that. I'm gonna put the carrot down. She's gonna eat it. She carrots? She eats everything. Wait, cat. We're talking about the cat. Okay, fine. All right, guys. Let's look at her. She's like, um, excuse me. <laughs> That's probably good for her dental health. I have a cat. Right. <laughs> um, all right, so we've got a couple different things to chat about tonight. Some of them are funny, and some of them are less funny. Uh, so we're going to start with the less funny ones first, and then move on to funny. Um, first of all, let's look at this picture of this cat. So just we just all feel good about ourselves beforehand. So the cat is white and fluffy and has a really sad expression and has a label that says fragile on it. I'm going to read the caption above. When your friends are insulting something they know you're sensitive about. <laughs> there you go. All right, now, now we can move on to something that's a little heavier. Um, so I saw this article on Tumblr, because I'm super good at picking news sources, about basically... Um, a police officer was found not guilty after he offered a stranded 20-year-old girl a ride home and was accused of bringing her to an empty field and raping her at gunpoint. Um, she was riding home with a friend who was arrested on DUI charges, so she no longer had a way home. So the officer offered her a ride to the station until somebody could pick her up. Um, he did drive her to the police station, and then when he, she tried to get out, he grabbed her and told her that if she didn't perform oral sex, he would arrest her. Um, she agreed. He drove 20 blocks to an abandoned field, held her at gunpoint, raped her on the hood of the car. Um, and so there, there is proof. The investigators found the condom that he used. Um, and he told her after he was finished that if she told anyone, he would kill her and her family. Um, and on Tuesday, this was last Tuesday, I think, I haven't double-checked on that, though, so I could be wrong on the, on the days. The, um, he was found not guilty. 
Uh, and then there's a bit about her screaming as the thing was read out, but I'm not going to read that. Um, the defense's case was that this hero veteran police officer messed up and had consensual sex while on duty last October, and he never even had to take the stand. So the entire case was based on building him up as a hero cop and discrediting the young woman. Um, they claimed that she fabricated the story as an attempt to get money. Um, and when she did, when she took the stand, she said, that would make me the most evil human being in the whole world. And it's a disgusting thing to do to ruin someone's life, allegating that they raped somebody. Um, the defense went on to say that the young woman craved sex on the patrol car, perhaps to be cool. And they used a photo of her in high school posing on the hood of, hood of the car in a strikingly similar position as proof that she was lying. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, they add some more facts in the article. Um, yeah, so then there's a little blip at the end that, that kind of sealed it for me on why I wanted to talk about it. It says, that's incredible. A photo of a girl posing on the hood of a car can justify a rapist in future. Girl's, world, girl's words meant less for trial than the cop's silence. He didn't even have to take the stand. This police officer's privilege. The uniform makes him look safe, or at least he can order you to do anything because you have to cooperate with the police. There are many cases when cops were justified even after the murders when the victims didn't listen for cops' orders. So police can afford to do all kinds of criminal activity legally because they're cops. So this was frustrating to me, and I wanted to hear you guys' reactions. Or lack thereof because it's too traumatic to even warrant thought. That's just really, I mean, First of all, you're dealing with, like, a power differential between a cop and, like, you know, a civilian. Um, and she was... Did she, did she say she was young-ish? She's 20. Yeah. So still pretty young, still pretty... 21 at the time of the case. At the time of the, like, um, hearing. Right. So she was just barely not a teenager anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And... <clears throat> that's just... That's just really messed up. I'm just shocked that he didn't have to take the... That was the part that was really shocking to me, is that, like, he did not even have to take the stand, and that there was proof, like, the investigators found the condom, and it didn't say whether or not they tested it, and it came back with his semen, obviously, but, mm -hmm. um, I just, like, the idea that somebody can get away with somebody because of the, the deformation of somebody's character like that is terrifying. What kind of pictures are there of me out on the web that one day somebody could come back and be like, you know, there's a picture of her in a bikini. So, clearly was asking for whatever came to her. So, I have two thoughts. Okay. The first one doesn't come from me. It comes from Beyonce. Okay. Uh, is, it, is it lemonade? Hashtag Beyonce. So, Beyonce recently came out with an article talking about a lot of... Um, uh, My phone has Media spoken. questioning her most recent actions, and one of them was saying that she was anti-police. She said, anyone who perceives my message as anti-police is completely mistaken. I have so much admiration and respect for officers and the families of officers who sacrifice themselves to keep us safe. But let's be clear. I am against police brutality and injustice. These are two very separate things. I think that influences this conversation because in no way does this speak negatively against the police force, against that... Um, occupation and the people who work very hard for it but this is disgusting like that is horrifying and also um it is so hard to have the emotional capacity to speak up after you've been raped it is so challenging Especially like because you're in a place of complete vulnerability and you don't know what is safe and you're starting to question a lot of the people around you, including men, because you don't feel safe around them. And so the fact that this female decided to speak up says a lot about her wanting to help future females who could be hurt by this cop. And the fact that she was ignored almost entirely, and he did not even have to take the stands, explains how much... Um, Maybe two things. One about how little women who talk about being raped, like how just how quickly they're pushed off. And mm. also um, how sometimes even in uh, the courtroom, you can be influenced by maybe someone's occupation 
and overlook the reality of mm-hmm. a situation. Absolutely. The article goes on to talk about, um, it says, sexual misconduct is the second highest of all complaints nationwide against police officers, representing 9.3% in 2010. Last October, we reported on an officer in charge of a rape case who was accused of stalking and sexually harassing the victim. In September, Oklahoma made headlines with three serial rapists in three weeks, all officers, as well as one police police chief molesting children. Last July, a former New York Police Department officer convicted of planning to kidnap and rape women before... I hadn't read that all the way through. Killing and eating them was set to go free after a federal judge overturned his conviction. That's That's not terrifying. Or how the police officer that was found guilty of raping a girl with a pencil. Um, She was five. Um, Last year, we reported that 40 cops racked up dozens of charges of child rape and sexual abuse in an arbitrary 30-day period. It reminds me a lot about, of the, um... Oh my god, sorry. The last line on this. Prior to resigning, officer, this cop who we're talking about now, was named officer of the year. This reminds me of a lot of the scandal that went on with priests. Yes, that's what and I was going to say. Mm-hmm. I think the thing is, is that uh, I'm Catholic, and I know a lot of incredible, very amazing Catholic priests. I know a lot of amazing cops. That doesn't mean that they're all amazing, and that doesn't mean that, like, that that's horrifying. And there are people that might be in respectable positions that might look like they have what they have going on. But if this is, like, happening in multiple scenarios, what's going on in society that that's being ignored? Yeah. I think you need, it needs to be looked at as a whole, and we're looking at status mm-hmm. versus um, people as people, and um, that's not okay. So however it can be broken down so the justice system can say this woman was raped by a man, it doesn't matter if the man... It doesn't matter what his job is. If he's mm-hmm. a teacher, a cop, um, a lawyer, it does not matter what his job is. Yeah. Um, what matters An is actor. that... Yeah. It, all, all that matters is that she um, gets a fair trial, and it's not happening. She clearly mm-hmm. didn't. I, I was going to say, it's the same way I often feel about politics, that when you have somebody who has that much power, who has garnered that much power, there has to be a system of checks and balances to make sure that it's not abused. And I no longer feel that way. I, I don't feel that we have anything that balances out the power we give certain individuals in society. Like, obviously, from all the things that are happening, um, with individuals getting getting shot by the police and now with this, it just is like, okay, we need to draw a line. Like, clearly we're having issues. We need to draw a line. And there needs to be an acceptance that in um, cracking down on certain humans yeah. that are making bad decisions that happen to also be police does not mean that society looks down on police officers. Yes. No, it looks down on people who use their power in, in a way that is... Sherry's got a thought. <laughs> You've got a thought. I'm trying to... Well, I'm not going to find it in time for it to be relevant, but... Um, I'm going to back this up by research data at some point in this podcast, possibly. <laughs> Within the next 50 minutes. Yeah, it, I, like I, I have met a lot of great cops, and I have a lot of respect for what they do. Um, I had to call the cops at work just the other day. Like I have a lot of respect for them coming out to help. But I still have a lot of issues with people who hold power and aren't acknowledging of that power they hold, and of people who hold power and abuse it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because what does that say... About our society that we let that happen? Or to anyone who has been raped, and then someone says, well, why didn't you come forward? Why didn't you talk to that person? Why didn't you figure that out? Well, we have, I mean, Kesha, a very public uh, case of someone who was sexually assaulted, raped, and, and in a relationship that was clearly abusive that the courts, the Supreme Court said, you know, you can't say that this was like a gendered issue, so we're not going to let you out of your contract. You need to continue working with this individual and just basically like calm down. I mean, what they're doing when they do that is saying one individual is worth more than another individual. Yeah. 
And that's ex- that's exactly true. It shouldn't be that way. I every person's a person and has worth. And when they constantly are saying these women who have been raped are lying, yeah, they are taking away their self worth and taking away their credibility and. It's just a really, really hard place to be in. And hopefully it gets better. And then there are people who say that, like, they'll look at this, they'll look at this situation that we're talking about, and they'll say, well, the court said that he was not guilty, and the court performed an investigation, so clearly she lied. That's not what's happening. At this point, we have, like, a perversion of the justice system. The system that this country is really built on. And we're looking at it, and we're going, well, I mean, the court made a decision, and we need to respect that decision. I don't respect a court that doesn't take into consideration the power play here. I don't respect a court that looks at this situation and, and, and honestly, maybe the evidence didn't stack up against him. Whatever. I'm really not concerned about that. I'm going to just speak about the allegations pulled against him. Like they were totally fact regardless of what I know, because I choose to always believe a woman when she says, when she reports, um, if that made sense, but, but we're taking that report and we're now allowing it to be like, defamed we're saying that you know oh hi sorry my cat just jumped up we're saying that that this is okay that that we do this to human beings (laughs) sorry i wanted to say something so she she had an opinion pan has a thought oh yeah she's full of them she's full of chub anyway I know it was a tough subject to start out at, but I had a lot of thoughts when I read it. I hadn't seen it on the news, and it was really frustrating to me. I was like, really? This is where the world is right now, where we're just, we're just, we're ignoring this? Like, it's a thing that's just like, oh, the justice system figured it out. Mm-hmm. This is a side note that wasn't anticipated to be spoken about, but I know that we have said a lot of great things about Bernie in past points. Mm. Uh... I we haven't had any Bernie talk. Am, this is Shannon, and I am not the one to be speaking about politics because I am <laughs> the least informed in this group. However, I watched Hillary discussing last night her win in New York, and she said a lot of really great things about women's equality, which mm-hmm. I appreciated hearing. And she discussed a lot of what we're talking about now, about how it's um, really awful where we're at as a progressive country in equality for men and women and how that's something that whether or not she becomes president it was really powerful and motivating the way she spoke about it and it's nice to nice and refreshing to hear someone who could be in charge and could be in that position that has a completely different perspective than what we're talking about right now do you know who should be in charge Bernie Jen (laughs) <laughs> very true he went to replace Bernie Jen <laughs> um, anyway we've nearly hit 20 minutes on that topic we can move on to something lighter or just different anybody want to pop up or do you want me to start my next wine oh you can go get more wine do you want me to pause no oh, okay wine mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys drink so much faster than me <laughs> But everybody else leaves sozzles, and I just leave really frustrated that or I didn't hit record. Or I did hit record less. tonight, right? I did, yeah. yeah. Jesus. Mm-hmm. We don't have that many subjects tonight. I guess I can fill the wine space with the fact that we're all feeling very anxious and overwhelmed by this quarter. Um, it's been a common theme with every quarter lately. Yeah, but more so, oh God, more so this one. Did she just break something in my apartment? I didn't break anything. When Cherry's next life, she's going to work for Disney, and she's going to be the person who makes the noises for animated movies. (laughs) (laughs) It's just today. That's not entirely untrue. (laughs) I think she'd be really good at it. Um... Anyway, we're all really anxious and overwhelmed about this quarter and all the things we have going on. We're all doing some cool things, but we're also like, Jesus Christ. When you're becoming an unqualified therapist, <laughs> your quarters, at Antioch anyway, are therapist. Your quarters consist of 10 day weeks. And typically, the first three or four weeks <laughs> consist of reading extensive information, but life being a little bit I casual. I fucking every podcast. 
Sorry. And full of a lot of new information. And then you can assume that the last six weeks are going to be crazy and anxiety-provoking. However... Provoking. Provoking, excuse Mm -hmm. me. However, more recently, teachers like to throw us into that anxiety week one. That was before week one. That was pre-fucking week one. Pre-quarter. Week zero. Which is what calls for all of this wine. Week 13. It was still part of the last quarter. Week negative one. Week negative one. Yeah. I do really like thinking of the year in terms of weeks that Mm -hmm. break up into 13-week blocks. It's really satisfying in a weird way where I'm like, yeah. That's because, well... It's because I lived in Europe. (laughs) Even before grad school, I had a theory that my life goes in three-month segments, and every three months, it's completely different, and I have no control over how it will change, but I assume if I can make it through this three months, next three months are going to be entirely different. Hmm. Our school currently just matches up with that philosophy. Yeah. It was meant to be. Mm-hmm. Or like the incredible Kimmy, Kimmy Schmidt. Schmidt. Kimmy Schmidt. Kimmy Schmidt. Kimmy Schmidt. Schmidt. <laughs> <laughs> Just Unbreakable. <laughs> <laughs> it's a miracle. <laughs> also, that theme song is the most annoying theme song that's ever existed. Molly loves it. She sings it all the time. Also, Pia looked over when you all were singing that in disdain. <laughs> she was just like... She was really mad about that show Is last that night because I was falling asleep watching it on her pillow. We know how she feels when things are on her pillow. Am I on her pillow? No, you're on my pillow. Your ass is currently where my head goes at night. <laughs> this is her pillow. All right. I really love that we record our podcasts uh, on your bed. Yeah. we. I had grand plans that it would happen somewhere nice. We recorded the first one at the coffee shop, but there's so much ambient noise even when you've turned everything off. Like the fridge keeps going. Like the water clicks on and off. It's distracting. That's why we pirate Sherry to make noises here to make it still feel yeah, like their background. What else can I do? I can throw stuff. I can um, eat more carrots. I'm, I'm <laughs> honestly surprised that it doesn't pick up. So we sit on my, my bed with this like multiple jack. Oh, there's a bug on that. With this multiple audio jack. Um, <laughs> uh, plugged into all our headphones and the studio we run out of is on my iPad. <laughs> Are you guys laughing at the cat? Is that what's happening? Yeah, it's just having a little paw time. <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm honestly surprised that sitting in here, it doesn't pick up more of the, the noise from both the construction in the apartment complex and the street outside. That's true. Focus. <laughs> She's always this entertaining. <laughs> like, oh, oh, <laughs> Just dragged her butt on the floor. <laughs> I have a theory that when more people are here, <laughs> she gets more, like, high anxiety, which is when she ends up, like, with more of the UTI symptoms, mm, which is the, the going back and forth to the bathroom and stuff. Sorry, podcast people. This is really <laughs> probably not what you want to listen to. I think the more people in my apartment makes her more anxious. That makes sense. She's getting better about it, though. That first night, she, like, wouldn't fucking sit down. Now she's like, fuck off, everybody. This adds to our next segment. It's called... Um, DSM for pets. Uh, Nicole's cat suffers from PTSD, and sometimes probably a neurological disorder. Sometimes this comes out by her cat jumping five feet in the air for absolutely what seems like could be nothing or no reason. Mm-hmm. I believe that. Oh, I hoped if I hit the bed that she would do it, but she's used to me making funky noises. No, no. See, she's not going to jump at an actual noise. Cause <laughs> she, she jumps at imaginary noises. Ghosts. She might yeah. be schizophrenic. She could hear. She could have, what do they call it? Um, Visual. Um, auditory. Internal auditory stimulus. Mm-hmm. Mm. Or she could have DID. She, very possible. You think there are multiple pans in there? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> there's there's pot and then there's nap. <laughs> there there's like there's there's pan that's like diva pan and then there's pan that's like Marie from Aristocats. It's like and then there's pan that's that pan. Professor Snape where he's like, oh, yeah. do you need to do that? <laughs> and then there's really super loving pan who's like a three year old and just wants to cuddle. I think they were split up by separate points of her life on the street and traumatizing <laughs> events. I agree with that. This has been great. Very enlightening. I'm sure everybody wants to hear about my cat. Her <laughs> diagnosis. Found they're making fun of you. <laughs> she probably not. She's concerned. making the stink eye at me. She always she just bites me and scratches me. <laughs> just while we're on the subject of my cat, does she look thinner to you guys? Or does she look <laughs> <as always? laughs> um, 
I really appreciate this podcast. Well, <laughs> she looks great. I, I thought she's she was no losing longer, weight, and I was concerned look, about it. She looks like she lives in a nice apartment. She's lived in a nice apartment for a year. Maybe she's only just realized that. She's yeah. becoming appreciative of my rescuing her. She might hear be. that? Appreciate me. <laughs> Appreciate me. I rescued you. You cost so much money. You fuck. Couldn't decide if I she doesn't eat, even eat like Fancy Feast. She eats food fancier than Fancy Feast. Yeah. She, do you know Fancy Feast is actually horrible for cats? I'm sure it is. I my mom bought her Fancy Feast as like a treat, and I didn't even make it through the dish. I gave her like one serving of it, and she threw up seven times the next day. What? Yeah. That's also because she eats. Like and by one serving of it, food. I don't mean one can. I mean one quarter of a can. That's a serving for my cat. That's absurd. Yeah. Well. It's just bad for their tummies. Maybe you should put her on a raw diet. I cat sat for someone whose cat was on a raw diet. <laughs> oh my god. Were you like making them eggs like you were for Molly's dog? No. I was feeding them raw hamburger. Wait, is this a dog or a cat? It was a cat. Oh, I think you should tell us more about this cat experience. <laughs> <laughs> Jen looks terrified. Um, the first time <laughs> I, the first day the cat's mom was gone, the cat crapped on the floor oh, you and chat to I Molly. stepped in it in my bare foot <laughs> and I had never been to this person's house before so I was hopping around on one foot trying to find some Clorox and this person wasn't really into chemicals so I never found Clorox. This person sounds crunchy. I... Mm. <laughs> and I finally found a um, roll of paper towels. Luckily, I was surprised there was paper towels. Um, and then the next day, um, the cat leapt onto my chest in the middle of the night, and I thought I was having a heart attack because the cat was really fat. That's why it was on a raw diet, and I thought I was having a heart attack. <laughs> And then it kept prowling around at night trying to jump on me. So I re- I kept waking it up to make sure it wasn't jumping on me. Oh! Yeah, that was also the cat that I almost inherited the cat tree from. Oh, yeah. Okay, so... It was a large cat tree, though. It was very large. It's like so, seven feet. It would have fit in here really well, probably, actually. At one point in my life, I moved into an apartment with a very large cat tree, like floor to ceiling. <laughs> and I thought... I was going to buy one of those for that. Instead, yep. I bought that thing that's so expensive. Well, that she loves. Thing. It's covered in cat hair. She uses I that thing. Might, I'm not going to tell you where its location is. Sherry has it still. But anyway, I talked Sherry into getting it, and she was really uncertain, and I think being considered a cat person was really uncomfortable for her. And as soon as <laughs> I heard like she was getting the cat, I was like, I have a cat tree. You want my cat tree? I'll give you the cat tree. And then she's like, <laughs> you forced it on me. I was like, I don't <laughs> know. And you're like, I would no, like to add in that I happened to accidentally be there that day and had to do a lot of carrying of the cat them. trees, and I just like cats and all... <laughs> All shapes and sizes. Okay. Yeah. That's a weird response to that. Question. So anyway, I get the stupid cat tree to Sherry's apartment, and it's like two inches too tall to fit in her living room. <laughs> and I ended up having to take it to um, someplace else to give it away, and I carried it around in my car for a week <laughs> because the place I tried to drop it off wouldn't let me because they were about their clothes, and the kid working the outside part of the store was like, no. And I was like please. And he's like, no, we're closed. <laughs> and so anyway, I drove around with it in my car for a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm so sorry. Okay. Gosh, I'm like with the seven dwarfs. <laughs> Sneezy over here. <laughs> Sneezy and crunchy. Sneezy and crunchy. <laughs> what does that make Shannon? <laughs> um, Giggly. Giggles. <laughs> yeah. And slightly not very good at keeping focused. I don't know which... ADHD. Distracted. Dwarf. <laughs> distracted giggly. Alright, so. I'm going to bring up my... <coughs> I'm going to die. And then I'm going to bring up my... That's actually right on point to what I was going to talk about, though. Um, I'm going to bring up my next subject, which was this cool thing. So I, I took a general linguistics class. I'm sorry. By the oh, way, I want to add in something. You look shocked. If anyone is still listening <laughs> at this point, 
please like message us and we'll buy you a candy bar because <laughs> a candy bar only one <laughs> this podcast is within, you within a Kit Kat bar and you can give all your friends who are also listening a piece of it because we're on a budget <laughs> Okay, continue. <laughs> or a four dollar <laughs> bottle of wine. Oh Jesus! No, so tonight we're drinking wine. a box of wine. <laughs> Truth. That's um, expensive. Like said, we're not giving that to them. I mean, mm. if you if you break it down, like a bottle of wine is a liter and it's five liters, so fifteen dollars divided by five is three dollars a bottle. So it's cheaper than the cheapest bottle that was there. I'm so appreciative that we're doing quantitative data research with you <laughs> in our group. That's so helpful. Indeed. I, we don't math. <laughs> 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 Did I say that the other day? That sounds like something I, I feel like I say it often. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I took a general linguistics course in, um, or an intro to linguistics course in undergrad, and I loved it. It was really great. It was uh, all the students spoke different languages in the course, so as we were talking about examples of things, each student could come up with something in the language that they spoke, or the two, or the three, or the four languages they spoke for overachievers. Fuck them. Um, but I found this this thing again on Tumblr. Uh, and it's a comment somebody made, I'll, I'll give credit, uh, Merrily, I don't follow them, but I really love our uh, generation's joke trend of like very calm but incredibly inflated hyperbole. Like nobody says, fuck, shit. Okay, sorry. They no, say those things. <laughs> nobody says, oh, she's pretty anymore. We say, I would willingly let her murder me. And everyone is just like, LOL, same. Um, and then they say... The current online humor discourse is remarkable because we trade exclusively in metaphors and implications and nobody ever, ever says anything outright and yet everybody understands each other perfectly. Um, another person tags it, makes a comment, people are going to write their dissertations on this shit. And then somebody chimes in with a comment from their dad, Lemonade Soda says, This reminds me of a time when I was on vacation with my family and we were hiking and after using a rest stop, the conversation turned to the grossness of outhouses and porta potties. And I said that if I ever got splash pack, splashback from a porta potty, <gasps> my soul would depart my body. My parents found that hilarious and my dad commented, commented that my generation can only be so clever can be so clever with words because he would only think to say something like it would be disgusting, which doesn't convey the sentiment nearly as well as my soul would depart my body. Um, and then there's an article called Your Ability to Can Even a Defense of Internet Linguistics by Tia Pahari. And I just, I find this so fascinating. And I did it today when we were talking about me doing work this weekend at a coffee shop. And I was like, oh, what if you should come sit at a coffee shop with me and just die for six hours? Obviously, I wasn't going to actually die for six hours, but that was the only way I could convey the sheer amount of shit that six hours of studying Also, if you died be. for six hours, all of your brain cells would be <laughs> gone, and that would be that for you. Thank you, Sherry. But you might blink your eyes at one point in that time, because I think it happens most frequently in the first 24 hours. It's really weird. I can take a look at that cut off. <laughs> <laughs> um, Before Rick and Mortis sets in. It's okay. I just think... I think Linguistically, the things that happen on the internet, the things that happen with, with millennials, quote-unquote, whatever we want to call ourselves, are so intriguing. They're so interesting. And, and I said earlier, if we bring it back to therapy, in our school, in our discourse, we always talk about internet as if it's a pro or con. You know, internet counseling, video counseling, blah, blah, blah. We talk about should we or shouldn't we. And my argument in every class is always, it's here you keep talking about it like you have a choice. You just need to learn to get with the times. If you don't perform it, that's your choice, but I think you're missing out on something that's becoming the norm, that's mm -hmm. going to be the norm, and so we have to figure out how to get with it. And so this was along those same, like... It says something like somebody was emailing something back and forth, and, and instead of... Um, Instead of explaining articles that she was sending to her friends, she would just send them links with the comment underneath, underneath of all caps, this. Which I do, like... Yeah. I kind of feel like... <laughs> there are three generations of millennials. <laughs> I feel There's like that's true. those that are like, I'm not a millennial, and I don't do Facebook. There's, like, that's, like, the maybe the oldest tier of millennials. There's that middle generation that's kind of, like... Okay, I don't really know what's going on, but I kind of like Facebook, and I have this account. But they're, like, still not 100% aware of all of this terminology, and they're not completely fully against it, but they're not 100% invested, and then there's the youngest generation that's just, like... We're just here for it. That speaks this language, and that understands this language, and 
I'm only like two years younger than you. I know, but I'm curious what you all think of that. But you also don't spend a lot of time online, whereas I spend a lot of time online. Well, because these don't always make sense to me. It makes me it's feel like... like think, of, think of speaking in terms of hashtag. Like when you say, like, hashtag something. My favorite is hashtag sorry, not sorry. Exactly. That's like the only hashtag that I understand. Okay, but that's become a part of your everyday language. And it started out as like internet speak, blog speak, Tumblr speak of like Instagram, sorry, not sorry. Like Molly and I, when we do things, we like hashtag Texas. Like, we, everybody knows exactly what hashtag something means. You don't have to explain that like, oh, I'm saying I'm identifying this thing or like I'm, I'm commenting on my state of, of being sorry but not sorry for mm-hmm. this thing. Like, mm-hmm. and it's just like accepted... Sorry, that's where it's kind of like Jen had a personal problem. Mm. So I, this is reminding me of a time when I texted Cherry and I said, <laughs> "Yes," <laughs> like yes, Y A S with a million S's, right. and yeah. Sherry responded to me in this way. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Are you confused by yes? I think you I took it as on like your drag queen interactions. I took it as like, you know, like was it German? Something. Like <laughs> or like. I'm sorry, that's really naive of me to say. That. I really don't remember what like where it's like from, but like. But you knew when we talked about it. Yeah. And I was making fun of it. That's what I assumed you meant. And you were like, no. No, I mean, like, yas, bitch. <laughs> That's what yeah. I meant. That was totally new to yes. me. I still don't understand it. Like, <laughs> neither, but I've yes. texted it to Shannon a lot of times, and she's never understood. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I think she just thought I didn't know how to spell yes. Well, I feel like it's Jen speak for saying yes. Oh, I love but it. But it doesn't, yes. I don't understand it. Yes. I've got, yes. I've got blue. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like we're trying to be from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Oh, God. And so, you guys want to hear ever it? since then, I do text that to Sherry because I imagine her talking to herself. <laughs> yeah. But it's a linguistic device that you started using that she just didn't understand. So the last two paragraphs True. of this article. On the other hand, the internet could be something on the scale of the invention of the printing press. It might forever alter the way we think about language and relate to one another. Increasingly, internet language is not just a phenomenon restricted to the computer stream, and we simply don't disconnect from the dialect when we log out of Tumblr. Admittedly, language moves quickly on the internet, and it's hard to talk about one definite internet language, in quotes, when it's continuously changing. And of course, it isn't perfect. There are, as there have always been, those determined to treat language rather poorly. But the internet language phenomenon is just as much sociological as it is sociolinguistic. We are just as shaped by language as it is shaped by us. Internet language requires participation and imagination. It requires you to be able to convey excitement and frustration and sarcasm using only words and symbols. Talking about speaking only in emojis. And if you also, don't think that's, that's cool, union. well, I don't even. I don't even. Anyway, I thought that was a, like fantastic from my point of view of just like saying things in text message and having people be like, what are you even talking about? Well, it's like, it, it just makes me laugh because... You always have the older generation who have been like, the millennials are ruining language. Like, mm-hmm. internet's ruining language. And it's like, really, language has always been, like, an evolving thing. I mean... Always the, and forever, yeah. Linguistics yeah. Are, are... I mean, like... Since the dawn of language evolving, that's the whole point. Yeah. But it's just happening faster now that the internet exists. And in different ways. Mm-hmm. You're, you're incorporating symbols and... Sorry. No, I was going to say... I had sorry, a no, question for you all, what you think of this. So, um... I am a teacher, and recently I was in a school, and... Along um, with an unqualified therapist. Yeah, along with that. And I'm a special ed teacher, so I was working with a kid in a classroom, and the professor was um, talking to high school students about how language influences the way we think, and how if you go around the world, like, for instance, um, people in Russia use multiple different words for blue, and therefore there was a study that found that they see more shades of blue. Hmm. And afterwards, I went up and spoke to him because at no point in this conversation did he say culture influences language, which influences Hmm. the way we think. Because being someone who's bilingual, I recognize that there were a lot of different words they used in Macedonia. I don't think the language was influenced by the way they spoke. I think their mindset, their culture, what they spoke in a village versus what they spoke in a city wasn't influenced by the language. It was influenced by the culture of a village versus a city and how they chose to do it. And I would guess that, culturally speaking, the generation that is finding ways to connect to one another over a unique language online that speaks to their generation 
that that might be a new culture. That might be the way that culture is influencing the Eng- English language, and that might be a way that they can um, have something in common that other cultures before them didn't weren't able to connect to before. Yeah, it's a way of, of of shorthand speak. I almost feel when you think of like saying like same to somebody in response to like if if Jen you expressed an opinion to me and I just texted back same instead of saying like I I identify with that feeling that you just sent me. I feel similar. I'm just gonna shorthand that as same, and you're gonna get exactly what I say, and you're gonna be able to be like, yep, she identifies with me. We're on the same page here. It's a way to communicate with this generation of people who understand that communication. And I don't think that generation is is limited age-wise. Mm-hmm. I think that's a generation of people who use the internet, you know, from, from young to old. I will say that my mom uses OMG way more than I do. <laughs> my mom thought. I think... Never mind. I'm going to just leave that. I'll tell you after the podcast. <laughs> that's right, because your mom actually listens to My mom actually listens to <laughs> My mom posted a picture while we're discussing moms. <laughs> yesterday of her and my dad... <laughs> Celebrating the 31st anniversary, and like within two hours, there were 150 likes and 40 comments. Jesus. She's more like popular than me and my siblings put together. Your mom has social media reach. Um, Deb, please share our podcast. She also, though, doesn't technically like still know what she's doing on Facebook, and she still has this many people who follow her. Love you, mom. She doesn't listen. <laughs> we all love you, Deb. She thinks we talk about Bernie Dad. too much. <laughs> about him at all today Mm-mm. so we did talk about him once for like a second yeah sherry's like that's like not at all <laughs> we've had whole doesn't even podcasts. exist we've had that very long like... conversations about him so we don't have to talk about him right now i have but... a pen that's democat for for bernie <laughs> which my pen i heard democats and i was like what Oh my god! That's it's, it's this it's this pin like that says Democrats <laughs> for Bernie, and it's it's a cat dressed up like Bernie. He's not fat enough for my cat. That's your true. cat is like <laughs> how much does your cat weigh? Fourteen pounds. Ooh, gosh, she beats Ew. you. She cat. wears it all on her stomach. <laughs> Does it drag on the ground? Yeah. Does it well, wobble to and fro? She so she like. <laughs> She has a brilliant personality, though. She has a great personality. I don't know. That's what you're lacking, Queen, is a brilliant personality. (laughs) But she's... Um, But I'm pretty. (laughs) In which my cat is me. (laughs) We love cats of all shapes and sizes and personalities. Except for that half of of the bed. (laughs) Preferably, though, I prefer dogs of all shapes and sizes and personalities. You don't mind Scully, though. She's a weirdo. I don't think you mind Ben secretly either. I think if you were giving me any dog and then Ben Scully, like, typically the dog would come first, but, like, Ben Scully would come above 99% of What about lemon? Huh? I said, what about lemon? Lemon? I like lemon when she's not in heat. (laughs) Not a phrase you hear. The first (laughs) two days, she was lovely, and then she... Had, then she became Wasn't a woman. Devil and it, it was interesting. For those of you listening to the podcast, our lemon is a dash hound. Uh, a dogson? The other female who's usually with us Wait. is Molly has a dog. Yeah, hold, hold on. on we a gotta, like, we, we gotta have chat to figure about this out because for a is, second. I is think it, both are correct. They are dash hound. D- dash hound and... I say dachshund as well. Dachshund. And it's, wiener dog. They're all the same. <laughs> I just have to know because hold on, I'm googling. I'm googling. She's actually a miniature. That's right. That's she's not like, what we're talking about. She's right like now. an actual hot dog that you could. Okay, call okay. This is this is a, a YouTube a video <laughs> by pronunciation book. That's gonna. Dachshund. Dachshund. So it sounds like Dachshund. It sounds like Dachshund, but it's spelled. Like that, and Americans just start spelling it like it sounds, <laughs> and yeah, which actually takes us back to full circle because we were talking about. Okay, wait, hold on. I want to do U.S. versus U.K. Dachshund. Dachshund. It's still Dachshund though in in U.K. Like Dachshund. Interesting. Nicole's I think I'm giving a knowing smile I, right now, where I, she's like, either way, it's not Dachshund. I think either are correct though. I would. I got. I'd say I said it really country. <laughs> dash hound. Dash hound. <laughs> yes, I would agree with that for sure. But, 
But if you ever go hiking with Jen, as the person you're okay from Texas because who's never heard dachshund, are you gonna post on Snapchat and you, tell people you are fluent in country? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Snapchat. I can I can um talk to all the folks we encounter when we get lost on our hikes. No, but you should Snapchat everybody. That might have a go. Listen to our podcast. Yeah. I'm going to take this break in uh, chatting when none of us are actually on a, on a linear thought here <laughs> to remind everybody that you can go subscribe to the podcast on soundcloud.com slash unqualified therapist and that you can uh, send us money in subscription form. I don't know if you're videoing or taking a photo. How does Snapchat work? <laughs> By the way, Nicole. <laughs> just talk about People listening to this podcast, this is actually the way our conversations typically go in real life. <laughs> um, by telling you that you can subscribe uh, monetarily each month at www.patreon.com slash unqualified therapists, which allows us to do things like stay on topic. Uh, I'm just kidding. That'll never happen. And buy new mics um, and continue doing this actually on time. If, if I was paid to do this, I would be more likely to give you weekly podcasts. So yes. if you like it, fucking subscribe. There might be some research that would go into it if there was money involved. And we might research things that you were curious about. Maybe. Maybe. We, we also <laughs> might find a way to send you guys some, some gifts. There's a couple podcasts I know who send people coffee each month because they have coffee on their I mean, podcasts. I did mention that we would give you a KitKat if you're listening a still. Give me so. a break. Um, the other thing we might do is get a website that actually hosts all our podcasts instead of making them disappear. Um, yeah. And I didn't know if he, the rest of the people in this room knew this, but we are on iTunes. Um, dang. dang. <laughs> if you go rate and review us, so Damn, more people Daniel. will listen. Back again with the podcast. <laughs> Christ. Um, and the last part of that is that subscriptions allow us to get um, sponsors, which, again, allows us to continue making podcasts, to make podcasts to your guys' requests, um, and to live our lives better. We're also, poor af. most importantly, in the process of being unqualified therapists, we're slightly more qualified now. Kind of sounding loony, but like we kind <laughs> of know a few more things. So if you have questions, we might have more answers than we did when we initially started this podcast. And pretty soon we'll be able to charge you for those answers. <laughs> Shannon and Jen only. I think Sherry and I are like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> um, anyway, so that was our pause. Uh, SoundCloud.com slash Unqualified Therapists and Patreon.com slash Unqualified Therapists. You can find my blog at NicoleDanielleDutel.com. Um, nobody else like, wants to talk about their social if, media practice. If you oh, like to my elbow. Me. To make noises for you. <laughs> What's your Snapchat, Sherry? <laughs> I'm not telling. <laughs> I don't even have a Snapchat. I don't even know how Snapchat works. It's amazing. You also, are just like the social media queen and you don't know what it is. But Snapchat not Snapchat. Is. Also, while we're like telling <laughs> what cool. everybody can do, this isn't me, but Nicole does really great calligraphy for anybody who's listening. Yeah, she and does. Sherry does really great doodles. So if you need a doodle of whatever emotion or feeling or monster that's in happening internally, Sherry could probably create that for you. And then create a sidebar. Sound for it. I still have some of your watercolors hanging up over what? yonder. Oh really? Still? Yeah. Oh cool. And Jen's oh. good at speaking country. Speaking <laughs> country. Dash hound. Dash hound. She's not oh, even yeah. from the southern. Boston. That's good to have around. I know. She's good at a lot of other things too. She's great at writing emails. Yes. <laughs> She's great at being in charge. She's very organized. <laughs> this brings up an interesting, like, if we don't want another really trigger-heavy-ish, which I didn't trigger warning people before that article, so... You made it to this part, so sorry, congrats! Sorry, not sorry. Um, what are you guys really bad at in regards to, like, everyday life? Like, Shannon can't write an email for her first fucking shit. Like, I get really anxious over writing emails, and... Most people who are close friends of mine or related to me have, write, have written at least five emails for me. I've written a lot of emails for you. I'd say, like, <laughs> way more than five. I'd say, Jen's like, like, at least five? You mean at least 500. Jen's, <laughs> Jen's in the ballpark of writing ten, have, having written 10 to 20 emails for me. My parents That's probably closer. That's range. I have to write a lot of important emails, and they all give me anxiety. <laughs> yeah. I'm just good at writing emails. Because, uh -huh. Yeah. What what are you really bad at, Jen? 
What really everyday thing are you horrible at? <clears throat> Waking up in the morning. <laughs> I'm really bad at getting out of bed. And yet you um, make it to work on time every day. It's because I start the process at 6.40. Oh my god. <laughs> to make it to work by 9. My commute is only 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really bad at um, public speaking. Mm. I actually have gotten worse over the last couple of years. It's amazing. <laughs> You're supposed to go the other direction. I know. I know. Well, no, like, I, I went through college, and I was fine, and then I went, and then I did, you know, I was professional for a while in life, and then I went to grad school, and all of a sudden, it's like, it just has gotten worse from there. This is going to sound really sassy. I don't mean this to sound sassy, but I know how it's going to come off. Um do you think that that is influenced by the people who surround you being good at public communication? Like, I'm thinking of the meeting we were in earlier, where, like, I just talked and talked and talked, and then I had to be like, I'm going to just hold on a second and sit back and let you guys talk. Um, I'm not really sure, because uh, I don't I don't know. I think that the, the things that I'm expected to speak publicly about now are different than what it was before. And I think that I have to find... Um, I know that I'm capable of this. Like, I'm not worried about this for myself. It's just a learning experience. Um, sort of recollecting my confidence around that and, like, also know what I'm talking about and, like, being able to express that properly and do that in a way that's, like, not... I don't want to say weak, but, like... I, I'm not sure how to explain it. Like... No, I know what you're saying. Yeah. So, I mean, even now, like, this is even better than, like, if I'm in class and I'm just, like, I have this article and it's really good, but I don't know what I'm saying. Meh. Like, also, though, I thoroughly appreciate that you commit to being, like, whoop, lost my place. Like, you're very <laughs> transparent when you're struggling, but then you'll, like, follow that up by saying the most beautiful sentence. So, like, I don't know if your public speaking is bad, you're just transparent in the parts that you're bad about. Because the rest of it is, like, brilliant and on point. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Like, there's times when I think you are so, like, checked out. And then you're like, I have a thought. And you just, like, deliver it. And it's kind of really beautiful. And it is really beautiful. And no, it's just very, kind of really very beautiful. smart and eloquent. And I'm like... Damn, Sherry. <laughs> like, you might as well be writing for the president at that point. Yeah. And then and you go back to being checked out. And I'm like, and how is that possible? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should tell the listeners also that I'm really good at pretending that I'm paying attention to people and then sometimes just don't. Also, let's point out really good by people that aren't with her at significant amounts of time because I'm pretty sure that most of us in this room can tell when she's not listening. And we're like, oh, Sherry! Like, that sentence doesn't make sense, but then I got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I notice when you're checking out. <laughs> yeah, but you've, already, you've known me for long enough now to where it's like, <laughs> I've been I've been totally called out by friends before. And it's just kind of like, We're like, well, are you even here? <laughs> like, like, actually, I'm on a different planet. Where do you go? Uranus. <laughs> no, I'm not there. No, Uranus is horrible and vacant. Smelly. <laughs> As in response to like, it, where do you go from Shannon? Your anus, and then Sherry starts talking about Shannon's anus being a horrible and vacant. <laughs> that went on so much. I should say that I really appreciate all the nice things that you guys say about me, but. I'm gonna snort in a minute. <laughs> I'm really bad at because I haven't said mine yet. <clears throat> I'm getting worse at demonstrating patience with adults. Like I'm just like straight up. I'm getting worse at it. Is the thing I'm saying like. I was pretty okay with it when I came into grad school and as time has gone, I'm just more sassy and more sarcastic and don't put up with things, which is really not a way to be with people you don't know. <laughs> yeah. I am bad at one additional thing. Okay. You all decided that was about emails, but... You're not manda mandated to bring up another thing you're bad at, just so the crowd knows. Well, I appreciate it because Kristen Bell, I saw um, her being interviewed and she said, in life, she can handle situations on a scale of 1 to 10. She can handle situations between 3 to 7. Mm -hmm. Okay. And below 3, it's 
bad. And above seven, it's great. And at any point below or above, she's crying. <laughs> so okay. I, I would I'm say, her, yeah. I really appreciate that. I would say, <laughs> for me, personally, anything below a two or above an eight, I'm just so out. Like, I cannot concentrate between... Like below a two or above an eight. So like if things like are above an eight, I'm like a lamb. I'm hopping around. The world is great. I just want to dance. I make weird motions. I tell Sherry that I'm a horse and then start dancing around like a crazy I've never person. Never seen her do this. <laughs> Jen's like, yeah, she's fucking done it. And, it happens. And I cannot have a solid stream of thoughts and I struggle with like being a productive grad school student. Can I just say that there was also this time very early on in our grad school career when we saw each other from across the hallway <laughs> on the first floor of our school and started, were we, were we dancing like horses or were we just acting like morons? We were dancing like horses and then one of our professors like came out of a door and looked at one of us and then the other and then walked <laughs> back into the door. <laughs> I was mean, it a professor or was it a was it the um was it the financial aid? Guy? It was the financial aid guy. <laughs> he was like, he's actually every time he sees me now he's like, you, I saw you do that thing. Yeah, no, <laughs> the but be, also below a two, I'm just but like really the world is crazy. I can't concentrate. So I appreciated that. Jen, uh, are you gonna give me a sloth explanation? Jen's going to give me a sloth on the, you, on the subject of Kristen Bell. Do you understand what this all came from? Because she was crying when she saw the sloth, and she goes, I was above a seven. I couldn't handle it. <laughs> so I started I crying. I her, though. If somebody brought me a sloth for something, I would also cry. Yep. We... I feel like that's a normal response. Yeah. One time, I surprised Sherry and Shannon <laughs> with llamas. a llama farm, and <laughs> I think amazing. they almost cried. <laughs> <laughs> and then Nicole said... I will go to a farm if it's a sloth farm. <laughs> no, she asked me, so we were talking about going on this, it, it, they had to drive to it, and she was like, how do you feel about, <laughs> in typical fashion of determining whether or not I'm going to participate in events, there's always a proceeding, how do you feel about that, Nicole? Um, because they go on a lot of hiking trips, and so it's preceded by, how do you feel about going hiking this weekend, which is normally preceded by a blank stare on my part. No, 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 it's never about that anymore, it's about how do you feel about getting Instagram likes. Yeah. I didn't even get that many from, from the ones we went on that one trip. But that I'll, wasn't about it. So, Instagram. side note, I don't have a direct yes. quote, but earlier Nicole was discussing something about being in the wilderness, and she's like, why would anyone was I? spend that time out <laughs> oh, I was, I was. in the environment? <laughs> that sounds like the worst idea <laughs> ever. And then Sherry's <laughs> response was, sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> And what it takes to go, like, develop, like, a theoretical understanding of... Let's take a pin in what I was talking about a second ago. A theoretical understanding of a culture. And how you have to go, like... Literally, I think, like, verbatim what I said was, like, I don't know. It's from, like, some guy going out to an island where, like, people only use, like, twigs or some shit. Yeah. And I was like, that and, sounds great. And, she, and Nicole was like, that sounds like the worst experience ever. And Sherry was like, it sounds amazing. <laughs> Anyway, well, so Jen was like, how do you feel about llamas, Nicole? And my, I looked at her and I went, I'm pretty neutral about llamas, but you take me to a sloth bar, farm and I'm a little ball. Like, just going to be tears everywhere. And do they have sloth farms? Okay, wait. I don't think so. Hold up. What makes you a ball? Because, like, the sloths are going to move at you at, like, one inch per hour. Like, no, they're no, not I'm moving gonna anywhere quickly. I'm just going to cry because I'm so excited. I'm going to oh. ball. Like, I'm just going to just be so excited. I'm going to be, like, crystal met. Did crystal you imagine Bell. her balling up like a python? No, the way you said I'm a ball, I thought, like, you're raging. Like a ball of fun. Like, ball of fun. <laughs> you're raging. And I was like, who are you raging with? Your the sloths are... needs work, Shannon. <laughs> the sloths are going to be like... I need to I update. I love them so much. Every time I see one of those videos where they're, like, making noise and they're like, meh. I'm like, me too. Uh, me too. I need to send you a video, people who are listening. There's a video of baby sloths who are in yes, like... Yes, they're, they're getting a bath. Their parents have like, are non-existent and they're yes. being taken care of by someone. And they put and them they, in onesies. No, they give them a bath and then they hang them yeah, but after that on a clothesline and they like put a blow dryer on them and they're just fuzzy hanging. And the greatest thing is that the sloths don't care. Oh, they're yeah. just like, that's cool. My favorite thing is, have you seen the one where they put the baby sloth on the jungle gym and then it falls? Like, it's still connected by feet, but it falls backwards, and as it's falling, it goes, meh! 
<laughs> oh my god. Or the hey. John Oliver episode where he's like, look, we've had a really depressing episode. Let's look at some sloths. <laughs> Everyone so loves sloths. I, I think that. because this conversation has been following such a specific outline, we oh. should end it with a very important idea. Okay. What are all of our spirit animals? Definitely and sloth. why? <laughs> lazy yes. aff, but adorable. <laughs> Wait, what I, are... I said lazy aff, but adorable on a sloth. You're totally a sloth. Yeah. I also followed by something too fierce for its own good. I believe you told me once that you were a baby Tasmanian devil. Oh, uh, yeah, I can totally see that. That sounds like something I'd say. Well... I didn't get to pick my spirit animal. <laughs> Shannon assigned it to me. <laughs> and I apparently am a hedgehog. <laughs> oh, the roadkill of England. Sorry, that's not helpful. Don't say that. <laughs> that's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> didn't I say I have problems reining in my sass? Like, oh my god. Well, I said it because aside from Nicole, hedgehogs are so likable and they have a presence. Aside from Nicole, <laughs> talking about them being the dying. <laughs> most people, most humans love hedgehogs. They're so sweet, but they like they also pack sweet. a punch. Yeah, I feel like you're a honey badger. <laughs> <laughs> honey badgers don't give a fuck. They're like adorable and real cute, but they're gonna murder you. Wait, hold on, Wait. hold on, hold on. What did you? What did Shannon say about Nicole's? Spirit animal when we first started this program. Oh, I don't know. Baby Tasmanian devil. Is that yeah. what the one was? Okay, yeah. Baby Tasmanian devil. I'll take it. I remember that whole thing. I don't feel like I have as much energy as a Tasmanian devil. Um, I've seen no, you but spin I think, out. <laughs> <laughs> I think you don't do it um, body-wise. I've seen you spin out. <laughs> you don't do it body-wise. You do it like by your words. Mentally. Your, your brain goes so quickly and you just like say it out so quickly that someone else is like, okay. All right, like it's terrifying. You're, to other you're so brilliant about it. <laughs> like if someone's like, I don't believe in feminism. You're gonna like Tasmanian devil out onto them. I just pictured you spinning My container's around. Containers too full. Oh. <laughs> it just spills out onto their body. Now I'm wondering, what do you guys think about Shan's spirit animal for me, which was an otter? Yeah, I can see you as an otter. Yeah. Do you have a rock in your pocket? Do you have a rock in my pocket? Otters have a pocket on their bodies where they store their favorite rock. And when they get that rock out, <laughs> they get that rock out to play with it. It's also the rock they give their mate. Like, when they decide to, to have a, a lifelong mate, they, they give them their play rock. Oh, my God. Which sounds like an innuendo I for the always peen, loved but otters. <laughs> I just like them even more. That is the cutest thing I've ever heard. They, they also hold hands when they sleep with... At night, so that oh they don't drift away from God, each other. That's really. I know cute. a lot about otters. That's adorable. I love otters. They're my favorite animal. They're the only animal at the zoo that's like, I'm having a damn good time. <laughs> also, otters will tease the shit out of each other. They are very comfortable. <laughs> well, that's very this real. whole conversation <laughs> sounds oddly sexual. Like, pocket, a rock in your pocket. Um, tease the shit out of each tease other. Tease the shit out of each other. Something about an otter's peen earlier. I don't remember where I was going with that. You're the one who said that. I did. Yeah, yes, I made that. Did. Yeah, I'd see you as an otter. Do you like that one, or do you want yeah. something different? No, it's fine. That was one of I did um, an animal totem for therapy once, and that was on one of it. It was really? a giraffe. Because mm-hmm. you're tall? Yeah. Okay. So when I'm, like, sad or I can't sleep, I'll go on Pet Finder and <laughs> look up dogs. I want to I was curious why Jen sent us a so dog profile last said, night to work. There's this dog named Sherry that kind of looks like Sherry. <laughs> <laughs> you have to show Nicole. But it's like this. Well, like has like really wide eyes and a big smile, and I remind me of Sherry. Wait, let me see. I gotta find. I want to hear Shannon's spirit animal. Um. So there was a girl. So once upon a time, I helped lead uh, tours in Macedonia. Mm-hmm. There was a girl from Holland that I had known for three days, who this like initiated my interest in spirit animals. And she goes, "You're a wallaby." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "What?" And she's like. Well, kangaroos kick, and wallabies are sweeter, but they can't, like, concentrate. They hop a lot. And That's true. And they're really oh enthusiastic. <laughs> they just showed me the picture of the dog, guys. She goes, they're really enthusiastic about the world, and they have, like, they just, they're just bouncing all over the place. Mm-hmm. That's totally you. I, just, I was, like, ever since, scroll. though, it's every time picture. I'm compared to any animal by any other human... 
it's either like a frog or a kangaroo. Something that hops it's a lot. Anything that pops. <laughs> What's Molly? Like a rabbit. No. Did she Shannon is our resident spirit animal. Person. I'll have to get back to you next week. Molly is something that um like is very good at posing. Cause <laughs> she a cat? <laughs> No, but there's, like, there's got to be an animal that's, like, it wants to, like, pose at certain points. Because Molly, like, has this, like, elegance. Like a panther. To the way that she can, like, hold <gasps> oh, herself. Oh, she's like a cat. But when you, like... I just said cat. But did you didn't hear you. I'm sorry. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> okay. There, we're is, witnessing this. <laughs> I did, did check out. She... <laughs> sorry. Is there a cat from Texas? Um... No, but Molly. it's, it's got to be, like... It could be a panther. Like, if a panther Pat, is um, very good... Uh, <laughs> Coyote. I mean, no, that's a dog. Um, I don't think we have mountain lions in Texas. That's what about I mean. a lynx? They're definitely not from Texas. Like a snow lynx? They're definitely not from Texas. I know, but a snow lynx is like so... <laughs> like a peacock. Oh, that's I just looked up cat from, and the first thing that comes up is my cat. Brilliant. Also, Jody's a peacock. Oh, yeah. Jody is a peacock. Hi, Jody. Wherever you are. Not Jody, my sister. Different Jody. Yeah. An exquisite peacock. All right, let's see. The cats of Texas. <laughs> if we're going to make Molly something from Texas, she could be a longhorn. <laughs> I think I'll have to put more thought into it. Bobcat, I feel so on the spot with mountain the lion. audience. Oh, she's a margay. What's that? It's one of those those little things. Hold on, hold the on. little things? Hold on. I don't think, Mo- like, I think that she is, like, a snow leopard. Look. Or a snow lynx. Look. She's this little fuck. With the big eyes. What's his personality? I don't know. Cat-like and posy and cute. Sure. But also, a, he's an exotic, a- angry fucker. Look at that. That's Molly. Mmm, the eyes. Yes, that one in particular that could be right Molly. there. Molly, uh, I have no faith that you'll get to the end of this podcast to listen to what we're saying. But you're... You don't get our Kit Kat. <laughs> no, no Kit Kat for you. You could listen to it on the way home tonight if I upload it on time. Maybe I'll bring you a Kit Kat the next time we do this. All right. Are we, are we good ending here? Mm-hmm. I think so. <laughs> Any final comments about Sherry checking out? Um, Jen being UK roadkill. Uh, <laughs> Nicole spinning you out of control. Spinning out of control, yeah. And or Shannon. me hopping all over 20 million different subjects at once and having way too many tabs open in my brain. Shannon needing help with her emails. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Thank goodness for I'll, Jen. I'll always be here for you. Thank you. <laughs> Um, all right, so you can catch us at uh, patreon.com or soundcloud.com slash unqualified therapist on both. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks. Hopefully. We might have a theme Molly? then. Yeah. Or not. Maybe a longer one if we all bring an article to look at. Not that I'm calling anyone out because I'm not, but um, <laughs> thanks for listening, guys. If you made it to the end, let us know and we'll get you your Kit Kat. We'll start with something happier next time. Maybe. Mm. Maybe not. We can't no make promises. any promises. Bye, guys. Bye.